And then in your bio, you said 4,150 paying customers, right? Yeah. Okay. So that puts your MRR about 381,000 a month. Pretty much in USD, yes. Uh, this is going, this is just increased because we had a price increase in January 2022, inflation, you know? But yeah. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Sebastian Charlin. He's a CRO and partner at Agendrix, a workforce management SaaS based in Sherbrooke, Canada, where he oversees the finance and CS teams with a customer base of over 4,150 customers. He holds an MBA and CPA and joined his childhood friends in the company back in 2016. Sebastian, you ready to take us to the top? Yes, thanks for having me. All right, why were you late to the party? How many, how many months or years or weeks were your friends coding this before you joined? Approximately a year, year and a half, maybe. Um, my friends basically had a web, uh, service company where they would develop apps for, for customers. And the initial founder of Agendrix was one. So it was a service company before, and they eventually merged with Agendrix and following that and the first revenues, I jumped in, quit my job and and joined them. When did, um, what year did the company launch? Uh, official year is 2015. 2015. And and did the agency shut down or is the agency still going today? No, they shut it down and they moved all the employees, with a big total of five people uh, with the new product, uh, Agendrix. Do you remember how much revenue the agency did the year before they shut it down? <clears throat> uh, I believe like half a million dollars. Okay. So not hard to small. shut down. It's so no, small, but yeah. It, it was their first year and to their credit. Yeah. Shut down and moved to SaaS. Interesting. Um, and how were you friends with them? Did you work with them at the agency or high school or what? Uh, elementary school and high school. So the CMO was my high school friend and uh, CEO today, but who was back then one of our developers was at elementary school since I was like, I think five years old. Well, this is relevant. You know, a lot of people listening right now have a company they launched, then one of their friends joins like a year later and they're not sure how to do equity, right? Because they're a year late. So without like, you know, share what you can, but like how much equity do you own? how do you think about that? Yeah. Right now I own about say rounded 10% of the company. Um, we are five partners and then the other half is, uh, basically financial institutions who jumped with us to buy back the president, you know, the the initial founder of Agendrix who was older and who retired last year in 2021. And so they helped us buy him back. But back then the company, when I joined, uh, I had more, like salary than the company had revenues. And so the valuation was just off the roof. Uh, I think it was like a hundred times MR or something like that, whatever the number was. What, and and how, so really what was the actual valuation? What year? Uh, that was in 2016 when I joined. And I think the valuation was perhaps $3 million almost. And the company was doing $30,000 AR. Mm-hmm. So you see where I'm going. So I didn't yeah. get a lot of shares. Yeah. Yeah. With the buyback, we had a split equity and a debt deal, which allowed us to buy back some shares and just sell some to uh, to to the banks. But there was no growth capital inflow. It was just like 
to buy back the shares. Mm-hmm. So just to sum that up, back in 2016, yep. valuation was about three million when you guys were doing thirty thousand a month in revenue. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. And so and so how much did you need to raise? Like what was the raise to go buy out the older guy? Uh I cannot disclose the numbers to this day in 2021, but um let's say it wasn't that far above that number. Um it, it was oh actually that's that's a that's a public number, but in total, we raised about three million dollars to buy everything back. Wait, so you raised three million at a three million valuation? So you sold fifty percent of the business to new investors? Yeah, sorry. So the split today is about yeah, and this is going. This is getting messy. So back in twenty sixteen, we didn't have financial institutions. It was almost only the five young guys, if you want, plus Andre who was the founder. Now, fast forward in twenty twenty one, when he wants to retire. Um, financial institutions came in and basically bought directly half his shares and lend us, uh, gave us like a, um, a loan to buy back his own shares and just buy them back in, you know, cancel the shares. But this was so last that, year. That was last year. Yeah. Oh, I see. And, and so the, and the valuation was 3 million, uh, four years prior, five years prior back in 2016. Exactly. I see. I see. Okay, very cool. Let's talk more about the product. It's a very cool product. Tell me who's buying it and how are they using it? Yeah. So we're a B2B mainly company um, or workforce software. So we basically sell to retail companies, restaurants, um, a lot in the care system right now, security companies, um, elderly residences, all that kind of stuff that we want to manage their workforce, the schedules, the time and attendance. Um, communications, and we're going and moving into HR as well for onboarding, uh, kudos, rewriting, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And how much do these customers pay on average per month to use the technology? Uh, so in USD right now, our ACV is $1,100. Okay, uh, so it. if you divide that by 12, it would give you roughly $90, mm-hmm. $92. That was as yeah. of December, but uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you're good. And then in your bio, you said 4,150 paying customers, right? Yeah. Okay. So that puts your MRR about 381,000 a month? Pretty much in USD, yes. Uh, this mm-hmm. is going, this is just increased because we had a price increase in January 2022, inflation, you know? But yeah, roughly. And I'll ask more about the price increase in a second because that's a big move in your CRO. So I think you're probably the right guy to ask that question. Um, but talk to me about growth rate. If you're doing 381,000 today, what were you doing exactly a year ago? Uh, roughly 2 million and 65. Okay. So 2.65 million. Sorry. So that's about 46%, uh, year over year growth in AR. Yep. 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 So divide that by 12, right? So you're doing about 220,000 a month a year ago. Correct. 381. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, and what's driving, like, where are you getting, um, new customers from what's driving the growth? Um, so geographically speaking, geographically speaking, uh, Canada, Quebec, so the French part, and our second largest market is the European um, in Europe, but it's the French speaking parts. So France, Belgium, and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. We voluntarily decided to focus on French markets. Uh, they were a bit less crowded than the US or English speaking markets because mm-hmm. of our largest world competitors. And there are some um, some work laws and labor laws, which are very specific to different regions, especially the French speak, speaking ones, where we uh, we have less competitors and, and grow better. Mm-hmm. 
And then in terms of funding history, is it have you just raised the the round you, round you did last year to buy out the early founder and um and put op- operating capital in the business, or do you have rounds before that? We did actually only one round in was it in 2016 when I joined joined the company. We raised about in USD it was 350,000 back in September 2016. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we actually raised growth capital, if you'd like. Uh, in 2021, it was strictly to buy back shares and the rest was uh, actually a loan. So mm-hmm. it, it didn't, and no money came into the company. How much, how much, uh, or how big was the loan? Or is that not public? Uh, well, yeah, it is 2.1 million. Okay. So, so it was half and half. 2.1 was loan, 2.1 was equity. Equity, pretty much. And sorry, why did none of it go into the bit? So all of that went out of the company to buy Andre out? Yeah, it's really it's really tricky. So yeah, so the financial institutions basically bought half the shares Andre had. Yep. And then for the other half, they basically lent money to the company, but it was only for a second. Signing a paper and that money then went to Andre. That would allow us, the company, the five guys, to buy back the shares and then cancel them. So there would be less share remaining afterwards. So your equity proportion increases pro rata. I see. It's after. like the opposite. It's like the opposite of a stock option pool. Um, you're buying exactly. Back share. Yeah, it's a public the public, inverse public, inverse of that. Inverse of dilution. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So are you still making debt payments back off that, or are the investors cancel the debt as well? They did not cancel it. So that okay. so we're paying interest on that. We have very good lenders. Uh, we have a, a pretty good package for uh, for this, and it's pretty lean for the five percent for the lender. Um, so the Canadian institutions. The first one is BDC Development Bank of Canada, uh, Paragon Governmental, and the second one is uh, Desjardins, which is one of the largest credit unions in the country. Mm-hmm. They also have operations in the states. Was it uh, were pretty clean terms? You know, no warrants, no origination fees, no financial covenants, or, or does it have a lot of backfill terms? Almost nothing. They're they're amongst the the soft ones, and not okay. sharks. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so it's fair to say interest rate is under five or six percent. No, uh, okay. more more low double digit. It's pretty high. Yeah. I'd say around ten variable, but it yep. goes with the advantage we had in increasing our percentage in the business. All right, guys, this is almost comical. These guys reached out to sponsor the show, and obviously, I use and test every sponsor that comes through. This is crazy. I started asking other founders, hey, have you heard of these guys? And some of the fastest growing SaaS founders use these guys for one specific thing. If you guys are building a SaaS application that relies on your customers integrating with HubSpot or Google Drive or Stripe or Salesforce or MailChimp, having your engineering team spend the time to study all those API docs, manually build the integrations, and then maintain those integrations over time is a massive engineering time suck. This tool allows you to ship those integrations with a push of a button to your customers. You save engineering time, you avoid all those messy docs. It's just a much simpler process. Now, many of you guys solve this by just sending people to Zapier, but that takes people out of your experience, which you don't want to do. Try Paragon today at nathanmica.com forward slash Paragon. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash P-A-R-A-G-O-N. It's market. It's market. You know, super clean terms these days. You're going to see anywhere between ten and twenty percent interest rates. Uh, if you yeah. get a lot of backfill terms of covenants, maybe you get down to four percent, five percent. It sounds like you guys did the former. 
You got it. And but we're at the very least, we're in the very, very low end of that bracket. Yep, yep, yep. And how long do you have to pay it back? Is it a two-year term, four-year term? Actually, it's five years with no interest. Oh, great. Uh, well, no, sorry. Five years with no capital. And then in five years, we have to renegotiate. We'll see then. It's it's. What do you mean no capital? Was, so we basically are only? paying interest. Interest only, yeah, sorry. Ah, we're no not principal. paying back any capital. No principal, yeah. yeah you have sorry. a balloon principal payment in 2026. Yes, principal, lost in translation. No nice. worries. Okay, that's interesting model. Very cool. Okay, t- your CRO, tell me about the price increase. Everyone's always scared to increase prices. How'd you guys do it without yeah. pissing, off, pissing off users? That was so hard uh, since it was our first time. And we had an increased price since 2016, first of all. And our costs were severely increasing, especially salaries, wages for developers. Um, so initially, we wanted to do something like 10%. Uh, since it was so long, but at the same time, it didn't feel right because we're going through the hassle of communicating with everyone. Um, so last summer we decided to do something a little steeper. We wanted to create like an asymmetrical advantage to go with our pro plan. We have two plans. One is the scheduling only. The other one is like a little more, you have scheduling plus time and attendance. Uh, your business is a retention rates are better there because you're using it more. So what we did is we increased the base plan by um, 37%, and we increased the pro plan by 18%, creating an asymmetrical advantage to switch to the pro plan, you know? Um, so that's, so the, the average increase is about 26%. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if, you, if you compound everything, depending on our customer split right now, um, so overall, we went for a big increase because it had been five years. It's, it hasn't been so bad. Uh, we sent a communication. We first called our, our larger customers. We gave four months of advance a notice. And we also um, said that anyone who would switch to an annual plan would lock up their price for one year. So that would delay furthermore the, uh, the increase. Um, and so over the past 30 days, you added a lot yeah. of revenue from upgrades. How much total new MRR did you get because of that? Did you say MR? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So actually, it was effective starting Jan 1st, and today we're the 12th. So let me give you the, my fairest estimate for, for this month. Uh, so it's in CAD. I'm just going to convert it. We're going to get about 55,000 MR in January just from the price increase. And most likely another 20 uh, when the annual contracts come due for renewal mm-hmm. at the end of this year because they delayed the increase. Yeah. So it's almost an 18% increase in revenue in the first 20 days of the new year because you were smart about how you did the price increase. Yeah. And, and uh, the, really the annual option, the lockup price was a suggestion coming from another CEO in a, in a SaaS company in Quebec. And that went really well. Giving three months notice, uh, explaining why, cost of increase, uh, sorts of stuff, investments we were doing, plus uh, giving the annual you know, option to lock up was re- really well received. Um, our churn so far is going to be less than 2% of revenues, anywhere between 1% and 1.8% of our revenues. My That's churn just this month in January. In, I believe it's going to be annual. You think you only it's have 1.8% be- total revenue churn, gross revenue churn this whole year? No. Um, in consequence of the race. Because we track the, the churn reasons for 
Well, the I, last see, I see. I'm just ignore the raise for a second. Let's let's look at 2021. What was what was total revenue churn in 2021 on a percent basis? Nine percent. Not okay. And what was expansion? Between 11 and 12. Okay, so you guys are like 100, 203% net dollar retention. You got it. Can you drive that up higher? Do you think you can get to 120, 130? Yes. Uh, we're expanding into new HR modules, which will entice, we believe, a lot of customers to upgrade to new plans. So that will normally increase our, uh, we, uh, basically, the, it will increase the amount of MR per, per customer. Um, on the churn side, we're still trying to find more reasons why people, you know, drop the usage and stuff, but it's not really an issue at less than 1% per month right now. So we're working more on the price increase, new modules, new markets. That makes sense. What's your total team size today? 35 people. How many engineers? Uh, I believe there are 14 right now. Oh, wow. Okay. And your CRO, do you, do you manage the sales team and this and quotas? Uh, no, I don't. And okay. we used to be, uh, well, uh, I have a, I have a partner who's doing sales now. He's got a new team since the last year. We're trying to ramp up the outbound team. We used to be inbound only mostly. Uh, so since the last year, he's got a team of four right now. We're trying to build quotas, but it's, it's hard not being, you know, we haven't built like this since the start. So we're mm-hmm. getting there. Do you know what your CAC is to get a new customer that pays 1100 for the year? Yeah, a bit anywhere between five hundred and six hundred. Still, where are you spending that money usually? Uh, Google AdWords, even Bing. Um, We used a few years back to be on Facebook. It was it was good, but it it became sorry to say I don't I don't want to say a wrong word, but shitty. Yeah, yeah. No, you're. I've said way worse. All right, but mainly Google AdWords. So, what are you going to spend total this month on Google AdWords or just paid marketing? Uh, Paid marketing. It should be about. 20,000, 15 or 20,000. Okay. Interesting. Hey, it makes a lot of sense. And are you, what are you targeting? Is there a specific niche you're targeting? Uh, retail niches, uh, pharmacies, drugstores, elderly residences. We were trying, it's funny because before, you know, initially in 2015, 2016, most of our clientele were restaurants. And in 2017, 2018, as I were coming up, not as a CRO, but VP of sales back then, um, and with my accountant background, I wanted us to diversify into recession-proof or recession-resistant industries. So we went into drugstores, retail, uh, sports goods, things that, that would pass through this. And we're, we're keeping that effort, which has proven to be one of the best decisions ever, especially through COVID, because restaurants basically went yep. down while the other industries we were in uh, kept going up. Sebastian, we're rooting for you. We love this story. Now, are you planning to raise more capital here this year, or can you stay, pro- you know, go to profitability and stay sort of bootstrap moving forward? We're going to keep bootstrapping forever. I hope. I love that. All right, let's wrap up with a famous five. Number one, favorite book. Um, favorite book. Oh, that's a hard one. I would say I'm going to keep it with business because I watched your other podcast. I'm going to say the hard thing about hard things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, the company is Xpel. It's on a Nasdaq, um, and the CEO is Ryan Pape. He grew, he grew the business. It's a Windows fi- film and protective paint for for cars. He grew mm-hmm. the business for like from like almost bankruptcy back in 2021 to uh, over a billion dollar market cap today. Wow. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Agendrix? 
right now, I believe it's Office Vibe. Office Vibe. Number four, what's your favorite? Or how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Eight or nine. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Single. Okay. Uh, and how old are you? 30. 30 years old. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, that's such a good one. I'd like to tell, tell him that he doesn't have to rush the diploma, career, management role, uh, entrepreneurship, all that stuff, um, and that everything's going to fall into place in time. And in other terms, I think I wish I took a travel sabbatical after uni. Uh, I think I heard that term from Professor uh, Scott Galloway, you know, he has a podcast. I thought that resonated with me. Guys, agendrix.com launched in 2015, hit 30,000 a month in revenue in 2016, broke $220,000 a month exactly a year ago, and now $381,000 a month in revenue. They just added 50,000 in MR the past 20 days because of a great price increase they did. Very smart uh, release there. Uh, again, now doing 4.5 million in total ARR. They've raised a total of 4.2, 4.5-ish date. A lot of that went to buying out the early founder and shareholders uh, to clean up the cap table, call reverse dilution. Now 35 on the team, 14 engineers, four sales reps as they look to continue to scale 103% net dollar retention, which is great. And CAC really healthy, 600 bucks for a six-month payback period as they look to scale, hopefully bootstrapped moving forward. Sebastian, thanks for taking us to the top. Merci.